Hello! Okay, we are here. We are in a podcast form. For those of you that have no idea who this is speaking, this is Jamie Centeno, and I am so excited to be here to be able to share with you guys just what God has been doing in my life and how good He is. So welcome to What a Life! For today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little something that God had really talked to me and had made so clear in my life back in March. March 2020, I was in Alaska. I'm from California. I have not really traveled many places, but here I was in Alaska and boy was it pretty and lonely at the same time but it was beautiful and i went to alaska thinking okay i already knew that i was going to be pretty isolated that i didn't really know people around so i went with the mindset of lord i want to dedicate my time to you i'm going to dive in deep to the word because lord i am in such a great need of you i, I just felt that my spirit had been quenched for a while and I just was longing for the presence of God to be alive, to be real, to be overwhelming in my life as it once was. So that week or that month that I was going to be in Alaska, I was like, God, I'm giving it to you. And surely enough, I ended up meeting a family there that was Christian. They were believers and they were going to, they had Bible studies and they invited us because I was with one of my classmates. Um, They invited us to go to their house and join them for what they called home groups, which was like, is just Bible studies. And they were going through the book of John. I guess as a church, they were going through the book of John. And that week it was about John 15. And I was just kind of laughing because before even going to the home group, before even meeting this family or knowing what they were studying, I had uh, been going through my YouTube and my on my feed, a sermon, a devotional came up on John 15. And mind, I didn't even know that the, that, that video was going to be about John 15. It just happened to be a video that popped up. And so I had already read John 15 and I was like, oh, okay. I'm excited for this because John 15 is literally what I read had read the week before and let me just read it to you guys okay so i'll read from the ESE version chapter 15 verses 1 through 7 and this is in the book of john it says i am the vine and my father is a vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you and that's verse up to verse seven and i don't know if you guys noticed but the word abide was in there many times and even though 
the word abide came up so many times in this passage, even the first time of me reading it to you guys. It wasn't until the third time that I went through this passage with uh, a group of people, we discussed it, we talked about it, that I was like, whoa, abide. Abide is such a powerful word. As I was sharing my thoughts on the passage with the group, that's when it sparked in my head. I was like, whoa, I didn't even know where that came from because I hadn't realized that until that very moment of me explaining the word abide to those people. And if you look up the definition of the word abide on Google, simple search, it says the word abide is to accept or act in accordance with, and in parentheses it says a rule, decision, or recommendation. So if we are to abide in God, that means that we are going to act in accordance with his will, with his word. And I love the fact that it says we act in accordance to because at the end in verse 7 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you but again if we're abiding in god we are going to be living in accordance to god's will so our desires what we ask for is going to align with what god's will for our life is and that's why it'll be done it's not because we're like oh god like i really want this i'm gonna ask you for this you said you were gonna do it like it says in your word that you're gonna do this for me if i ask and i ask and i not receive anything like no that's not exactly what is being said here you know it's us abiding in christ like abide the word abide Wow, wow, such such a strong word, and and yet it's such a word that I was skimming over because it's not my first time that I read this parable, this story about how we are compared to being branches, you know, and then Jesus Christ is our vine. It's not my first time hearing that, but it's the first time where that word truly impacted my life. Now that we even realize that the word abide was there how are we supposed to truly do that if you're like me you're wondering okay i i know that in the past i've asked god for many things but what if those things were not in accordance to his will how am i supposed to know like how how am i supposed to learn to abide in christ and i think that begins with dependency if we, re- if we look at the, the passage, the passage says that the branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. So how do I expect to reap fruit? How do I expect to gain something? How do I expect to accomplish something and be fulfilled when I am trying to do something apart from the vine? When I am trying to accomplish my career goals, my my relationship goals anything apart from jesus christ that doesn't make sense yet (laughs) if you're like me again we try to make things work so hard like so hard uh we will try to make things make sense in our head in order for us to be like oh that's a path that that mm -hmm, that's the way that's the way that i was supposed to be going and god's just sitting there like 
you know that you are getting further away from me in the process of doing that but you know um I'll, i'll be here i'll be here waiting for you just come back to me and that come come back to me that come back to me is what really snapped in my head because i was like not that i was out in the world partying doing these things not going to church like denying that jesus existed or anything like that it's in the small intimate places in your heart when you start to make those decisions based off of your feelings your wants your desires without uh, taking the time to think about whether those desires align with god or even like there's this one one thing in your life that you cannot surrender to god and you're trying to make it work because you're you just can't let it go it's in those those places where god is like hey you're again trying to do things without me you're trying to figure things out on your own have you talked to me about it have you because that pruning process is real we see it in this verse again where it says in verse 2 every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes and to prune a plant is to cut off the pieces that are looking unhealthy that are dying so that new um, fruit can grow in its place so imagine if you are the fruit that or the branch that could bear fruit but god is looking at you and you're like oh you need to be pruned here let's trim that let's take that away okay cool because he already has the overall image of what he wants that branch to look how he wants you to look and he's looking at you knowing that if he takes something away it's going to only help you grow further but no no i can't give that up and that's the difficult part that's the place where we have to literally beg god to have that mercy on us because his love yes his love is unconditional his love is overwhelming and he is so patient with us because we are stubborn i am stubborn i tell god i like i don't know you have to literally take something away from me or snap like snap me into it because it's not gonna happen if i it's not obvious and even then sometimes i'm like uh mm, yeah i don't know about that now after that process of you fighting against god for a bit God is like, okay, are you ready? Are you ready for for what I have to give you? Are you ready for what I'm trying to do in your life? And that again, sometimes it brings a, a sense of guilt almost to my life where I'm like, dang it, if I would have just surrendered something to God earlier, like imagine what he could have done, what he could have done, what he should have done, what I should have been doing in that time frame. But I have to remind myself that it literally is a process of God forming us, of God helping us become who he wants us to become. And maybe I needed to pass through that time where I was struggling to hold on to something and that pain of letting go and being once again fulfilled and rejoicing in the love that never ends from Jesus Christ. Maybe I needed to go through that. Maybe that's all a part of what God's trying to do in my life. And I know and I believe that God can use everything, every every mistake, every part of our life that seems broken to us. God can make it into something beautiful. God can use that to minister to other people. And if you're in the place where I was once of guilt and shame of not knowing uh, why I had done something and just kind of feeling regret of 
not listening to God earlier, I want to encourage you in in the fact that God is so good. It's not about you. It's really not about you. It's not about me. God can use broken people, and I think that that's beautiful because God shows us all the faults of the great biblical heroes. He shows us Abraham's fault, you know, of lying about Sarah being his wife. He shows us uh, Moses's faults of not obeying God when he said, hey, just trust me, you know, and then Moses doesn't get to go into the promised land. He shows us Paul's, David's faults, you know, and he's like, hey, these people are people that you admire, but they are also people that have sinned. They are sinners that I am the one that has moved through them to help them become what I wanted them to become and to ultimately bring me honor and glory. So now that leads me into the portion of this where God was telling me, it's not about what you do, Jamie. It's really not about all the good things that you could possibly do in ministry. It's not about how many songs you play, how much the people love the music that you play, how much people love your voice, or how much you teach the kids. It's not about that. God doesn't want me to be serving him in that way if he loses my heart. Because at the time, I was in a place where I was serving, I was leading worship, but my heart wasn't in it. I felt like I I just felt like my spirit was quenched. I felt like I wasn't growing spiritually. Like I had so much on me that was distracting me from my relationship with Christ. And all I needed was a moment of nothing but Jesus. And that's really what that trip to Alaska helped me do is have nothing but Jesus. And sometimes that's what we need. We need nothing but Jesus. And me trying to serve God and be the faithful servant, be the good Christian that everybody loves in the church, like, oh, that person serves, and they give it their all. I wasn't giving it my all. I was serving, but I, my heart wasn't in it, and it just left me feeling more empty. Like, serving God did not bring fulfillment to my life because I was not serving God out of an overflowing heart. I was serving God because it seemed like the good thing to do. If we go on to read verses 8 through 11, it says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So clearly I was doing something wrong because when I serve, when I bear that fruit, it's about, yes, me showing the world, yeah, yeah, I am a disciple of God, but I was missing an important part. I was missing the part of being full of the joy of Jesus Christ. I was not abiding in him. I was not abiding in his love. So I did not have the joy that God wants me to have when I serve him. And let's take this even further. In John 13, 34 to 35, Jesus says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, if I do not abide in God's love, 
I'm not going to be receiving or being full of his love. I'm not going to be joyful. I'm not going to be full of joy that Jesus Christ provides. And how am I supposed to love now another person who is just as flawed as I am? Now, how am I supposed to do all of this if I am not abiding in the vine? Because that's where the love comes from. That's where the joy comes from. That's why I will be overflowed because of my connection to the vine. I was missing such an important part that the work that I did do, it wasn't anything that was helping me grow spiritually. It was something that just needed to be done. And something that I wrote myself in March March 2nd, 2020, I said, Jamie, understand that it is about what Christ has already done for you. Live a life of praise and worship for all that Christ has done. Meditate on his goodness and leave it all in his hands by engaging in my relationship with him. And I just finished that saying, thank you, Lord. So to wrap things up, what I learned from my time in Alaska, what I learned from John chapter 15 verses 1 through 11 is that I need to learn to depend on God. I need to depend on him more. I need to abide in God and his love and in his joy because from that love and joy, from that overwhelming outflow of his love and his presence in my life, that's when true worship, true service, that's where it comes from. And I need to learn to give him my heart before I give him any of my works. And I hope that this time of just sharing my heart to you guys just sharing what god has told me in my recent life is something that is beneficial for you guys and if you really enjoyed this podcast this just message of abiding i do have a song that i wrote about the same time in alaska the same message um speaking about abiding speaking about how god truly just wants my heart over my works and he wants me to be in his presence and he wants my heart over everything else if you're interested um it should be out and you guys can listen to it as well but uh that's all for now please share please like please write me a message if that's possible (laughs) again i'm new to this um but i would really love it if you guys could just share not even this podcast if you don't want to just share the fact that god is in pursuit of our hearts that god wants us to be close to him that god wants us to go out and prove that we're disciples prove by the love that we show each other by the love that we show others and i don't know let's go rock this world